0: Chasing a, 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 a way you, you, you
1: do. Don't let it go.
0: founded on a vision to tell the story of others is 19 productions our head of production Matt Osborne I would like to introduce him to you today Matt thank you so much for being here
1: Thank you for having me Faith
0: So I know that you started your business using your 401k
1: Yes that's how me and you met <laughs> Yeah I started um, well it was I think it was 2000 and 18 I was working at a really large uh, insurance company um and let me actually just go back for a second I we came from Ohio um I had just come off a big project that failed it was a two million dollar um space that we were trying to get built out from this old um uh like historic building that had just kind of been abandoned and we were going to the city of Columbus for all this money uh, that we found and grants and other things to revamp it and create jobs and all this other stuff. Turned out the city didn't want me to have the building. Um, I was just some black kid kid. I was like 20 in my mid twenties at this time. And, um, it didn't work out and they didn't, they put up all these obstacles. And so I ended up getting like real depressed and knew I needed a new start. And so we were looking at LA, um, New York, Uh, Chicago, Atlanta, and all the cost of living was very high. And so me and my, um, fiance at the time, now wife, um, we're talking about other options. My mom recommended Texas. And I laughed her out the room because I'm like, I'm not going to Texas. (laughs) Like no way. And what I know about Texas was like just what I had seen on TV was, was like the show Dallas or something. Right. (laughs) So we got here and it was like, like, oh, it's a real city. And so it, it was like, yeah, it's like there's buildings and there's people and there's an economy, right? Uh-huh. And so um, we liked it. We came, obviously. Um, I got a job at a big insurance company. I had worked there for like um, like six or seven years. And I was joking one day with a friend about quitting and you know working for myself. And um, I come home and I tell uh, my wife Amy, like as a joke, I'm like, oh, I'm going to quit and do this other thing. And she's like, oh, I think that's a good idea. And I was like, no, what? That's no, um, we had just bought our first house. So we had a new mortgage and my son was just born. so I was like, this is not the time to quit. And she's like, no, this is the perfect time to quit. Like you're never going to have this kind of fire under your butt than right now where you have to succeed. You have to make it work. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. I didn't think about it that way. I can't fail. Um, I have to succeed. So, um, we had planned for a long time. Um, about how to do it, because I, I have, at that point, it was like 20 something years experience in you know entertainment, in the, in the music industry, um, filming short films, music videos. Like I knew how to do all that stuff. And I had made like little bits of money here and there doing it, um, but never full time. And like, depending on it, I always had a safe job to fall on, right, um, when I couldn't get a lot of work. And so we were like, okay, we're going to do this full time. Let's really plan for it. So we took a year um, and I still worked the job for another 12 months where we saved money. Um, and we had talked about using the 401k to um, jumpstart you know, my business. Cause I'm like, nobody knows who I am. Nobody's going to invest in me. I'm going to invest in myself and I gamble on myself. And so I had like 70,000 in there and uh, pulled it all out. Uh, I got taxed on like 30000 so I walked through with like forty, dollars um, which was obviously, again, very risky because I'm like, okay, that still wasn't going to be enough to retire on, you know what I mean, like the way it was growing, and so I was like, I'll just figure something else out at some point, and so pulled it all out, took the forty, dollars uh, bought some more equipment that I knew I, could, I needed, um, and then used the rest as a cushion financially each month so I knew how much I had to bring in. So we keep living you know where we were and you know took that 40k made it work um and i'm leaving a lot out here and i'm sure we'll get to some bits and pieces of it but um it obviously worked out and that i don't know that it would have worked without pulling them on my 401k it was like it was a tool you know something we had to use to get ahead because i don't believe you know, the system is set up for people like me to succeed. So we got
0: a lot to unpack there. <laughs> well, I think it, you know, it's interesting because, uh, you, it was such a big risk and, you know, I'm sure you could go to a hundred financial advisors and probably 93 of them would tell you don't use your 401k. Yeah. But, uh, what is fascinating is you didn't just take your 401k. You spent a year really planning this out, but, more interesting to me is the way that you approached it with your spouse and the support. And I know she is a highly intelligent woman, but you respect her and her opinions, her perspective on things. And so I think it's a really interesting dynamic that you came to her with this kind of loose idea you're externally processing. Mm -hmm. Is that how you handle money conversations at home? Is that an equal partnership there?
1: Yeah when we first started dating um many many years ago um we knew that we would probably end up together and so we had a lot of like hypothetical situations about how we thought our lives would be and so one of those conversations um, amy's always wanted to be a lawyer and um she was like how would you feel if i ever made more money than you oh. and i had really like never thought of it until she brought that up and i was like I was like, I don't think I have a problem with it.
0: Because FYI, I will make more money than you. This is <laughs> so, what she was saying, yeah,
1: right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I'm going to make more money than you at some point, you know? Um, so how are you going to, is that going to be a problem? Because I've heard conversations and women talk about how that's like, I won't say it's its ruined some relationships, mm-hmm. but it's, it's definitely caused problems. Because there's this masculinity idea connected to making more money, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd never felt, like my masculinity or me being a human, I didn't attach money, like the value to money. I knew I had all these other things I could offer um, that were valuable. And that obviously I think has to do with my upbringing, you know, um, communication, you know, honesty, love, you know, critical thinking, all these things. And so I was like, yeah, I think I'm okay with it, you know, and she um you know going to SMU and uh, graduated from there and now she's a, she's been a full-time lawyer for something like seven or eight years um I do like remember like one moment where I felt a little weird um because like she keeps getting like raises <laughs> and bonuses <laughs> and I was like damn like like I was when I was at my insurance job like uh-huh. you're they're getting like like a one percent like raise or something It's just very small <clears throat> and they had profit sharing but it no, was not compared to what she was doing so I was I mean I, well, overall I, I'm fine with it like it's it's that was never really a problem for us so uh, we approach everything together um, when she was in law school um, I was kind of carrying the load you know uh, financially and then we look at it kind of like a trade-off so uh, she's in law school I handled it when I started my business obviously was you know not working the way I was or the nine to five. So she kind of carried the load to get me started. And now we're having the conversation. Hopefully she's not get mad at me about this, where she's talking, she's talking about maybe trying to be an artist because she loves to paint and create things. And she's like, I wonder if I could have a secondary career. And I was like, well, let's talk about it. You know, like you don't have to do what you're doing. Like if you want to do something else that would make you happy, let's talk about what that looks like and plan. So
0: I like that over the course of your oh, marriage and Congratulations, by the way. I know you just hit your 10-year mark. Yeah. That's awesome. Over the course of your marriage, what do you attribute to your ability to communicate? Um, so it, it seems like, you know, so warmly, I see that the way that you're describing it, you're toggling and supporting each other while one is pursuing a dream, yeah. one is supporting, then you flip-flop. Is that how, am I reading that correctly? So what do you attribute that Peaceful way of conversing about money and the pursuit of dreams.
1: Um, I want to say, you know, my mom and dad. That seems like a really, you know, generic answer, because I was brought up. Well, here now, I'm, this is coming to me right now, um, and my wife pointed out pointed this out to me a while back. I do really well with strong women. Um, I like strong women. I respect strong women. My mom, my grandma uh my dad's mom um my mom's mom um my aunties like they're like they're all very strong women like uh, my auntie runs like one of the most successful dog grooming businesses in memphis tennessee and like did elvis's dogs and stuff right and uh never knew that did you <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um and just very strong women so like me and my mom growing up i spent a lot of time talking 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 with her I would talk to her about everything more than you would probably think your teenage kid would but I had no frame of reference I just talked to her and she would listen and there was never any judgment um so I think it kind of stems from that um I think that kind of groomed me for as an adult I needed communication and in everything that I do in my life it has to be real and what I mean by that is I don't like I can't pretend with anything. Like everything I'm doing has to be reality. It has to be truth. Like I have to have a real relationship, and like for me that means not just some fairy tale, rose-colored glasses relationship. Like no, we got to talk about everything, everything, like even the uncomfortable stuff. And um, I've had to kind of pull her along that journey (laughs) because that's not how she was raised. And there's nothing wrong with that but it wasn't normal to her. So I spent a lot of time. We, I don't want to say we we fought a lot, but we had a lot of, you know, um, healthy debates mm-hmm. about life and what life should look like and how you should go about things. But going through those tough years really, you know, primed us for how we are now where um, we don't have a lot of, the problems we have in our life are not manufactured by us. It's always outside things, you know, um, like, the economy or something. But like between me and her, we're usually able to talk through things very easily. And I think that's because of all these years of hard work, you know, getting through that muddy phase.
0: Well, and it's so rare, though, to have couples have such a strong communication um, modality, which seems like you, you two possess. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I don't know if there's some kind of magical combination there, but it's interesting that, you know, you said it's not something that's necessarily natural for her because it's not how she was raised. Um, but it seems to work extremely well with you two.
1: Yeah, I believe it does. Um, like I said, everything we're able to do, At at this point in our lives now, we're able to talk through it. Even little things like if she's coming home and I know she's I don't know in a in a mood about something, she'll not want to talk about it. I'm like, I'll give you space, you know, but we're going to talk about it, (laughs) whatever it is. Like we're not just going to let it just like slide. Mm -hmm. Um, But we do that to each other. She'll do it to me now. Where if I don't want to talk, you know, we've all been there where we don't want to say anything and just kind of want to suffer in silence. And so we we push each other to to talk. And I think, again, that's because all that groundwork we did early on um, to kind of set that as like a rule.
0: Now you used your 401k and the two of you agreed on that happening. What are the things that you're exploring financially together or even individually, you know, separate but together type things? Are there any new ways of investing that you have been tapping into?
1: Yeah. we purchased a whole life policy, um, whole life insurance policy um, a while back. Um, a friend of mine uh, who's in real estate uh, introduced me to her financial advisor, and we had these conversations where um, she's like, I'm going to plug you into my money, people. And I'm thinking, you know, um, stock market, investing, risk, and all these things. And, um, Uh, her name is mary lyons and i'm sure she would love me to say that Um, mary lyons and so she um she said no it's a whole life policy and i'm like you know what is that and it basically addressed all our concerns as far as retirement and having money to kind of enhance our present life so like not getting too muddy here but in the whole life policy you have money set aside so like i'm going to be able to retire i think at like 63 or something with the amount of money i'm making right now right but i'm definitely not going to retire 63 i'm going to keep working because right. i like working it's fun for me right right so but i'll have that cushion i know for a fact that 63 no matter what the market does mm-hmm. it's it's secure it's 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 it's, it's you put it's expensive but you put money in you know each year and you can always put more in but you're also able to take out unstructured loans against your own policy and when you take that unstructured loan i feel like i'm selling this thing (laughs) (laughs) you you take out your unstructured loan your policy still grows while you took that money out and people what they do is they take that money and what we're doing and you buy property um, or art which Mm -hmm. is going to be our strategy we love art um Dacia Board Gallery here has got me into the art world. And so we're going to purchase property and art, property and art rotate. And with the art we collect, um, we're going to purchase big pieces and loan them back to museums. It's a whole business and um, companies and whoever was looking for, you know, diverse work. And then with properties, um, you, you know, you buy a property, somebody rents it, they pay back your loan for you. And then once it's paid off, you still have that money coming in, then you do it again. Yeah, it I again. like that you're exploring
0: all these different um, modes of investing. And, mm-hmm. you know, some of the language that you use with the whole life policy is very similar to the 401k space. So, you know, I hear a lot of similarities there, but I like that you're exploring a, a variety of, of investment types because yeah. i mean then you're not you're diversifying in effect um also i do hear you talking about these and they're non traditional yeah and um and so let's go back to a comment that you made earlier where you said the system wasn't made for you right what do you mean by that
1: um being very blunt um i'm clearly an african american male and uh, if you are awake in any kind of way and see how the world is the, you know the the way i see it 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 was built for white men i don't think it was built for women i don't think it was built for people of color and so early on i figured out i'm like okay look this system is not set up for me to succeed it's set up for me to to, to stay exactly where i am and kind of in this like middle class grind um it's not set up for me to 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 expand and grow and get ahead and so i'm like I can't play by their rules and succeed. So I have to figure out something else because I want my son to be set up. I want his kids to be set up. I want to try to start that generational wealth conversation. Like, But I'm like, somebody's got to do it. And what's crazy is like my grandmother, my mom's mom did it where um, she's got a third grade education. She's, she's passed now um, and got her house in Memphis somehow. Um, my mom and dad left that house to me. We sold it and used it as a down payment on our first house in, uh, in Grand Prairie here. And then now we're on our second home. And, but like that, I I do believe that was kind of the start of our generational wealth conversation, Mm -hmm. like each generation leaning on each other to, to, to get ahead. And so, um, now with this, um, Like i said the way that the world is um you have to come up with creative ways and outside the box you know avenues to try to create whatever life you're trying to create for yourself and i think that goes everywhere not just money it's you hear all these conversations now about uh, working from home and um hustle mentality like all these things we've been taught we're like these things don't seem to be benefiting us so like let's rethink our lives and what do we actually want you know what do we need and I think with the way the world is now with all this kind of technology we have people are now trying to figure out different ways to be so I love it um I think I don't is that going to answer it
0: yeah. I, yes, it does. <laughs> and I, I think, too, what I notice in the work that you do, um, it, you, you're really talking about vision a lot here, yeah. you know, really knowing what you want. And so pursuing all these different things, even overcoming any barriers, whether it be because of um, ethnicity um, or whatever, life status, income status, um, it, it all stems from an ability to see what vision we even want for ourselves too. I want so badly to challenge you. If you can do this in 30 seconds or less, tell me, why is the black versus white conversation, not a tired one, but an important one?
1: Um, Because I think growth is inevitable in any in any medium, in any industry, in, in any conversation, if you're not moving and growing, you're you're dying. And so, the black and white conversation—the um, only way for it to get any better is to keep having the conversation. There's no neat answer. Um, I think we should look at society and see that there's no clean, easy way to have these conversations or to have progress, even with women. Like it's all just a constant conversation that has to keep having that we have to keep having because people are constantly growing, evolving, changing all this is happening in real time so we just have to keep having the conversation if we want um, our lives to be better and our kids
0: well thank you so much for your insight and perspective
1: thank you